You know, long before followers of Christ were called Christians, they were called people of the way. The title was adopted because of what Jesus had said of himself in John chapter 14, verse 6. If you have your Bible, why don't you look there with me. Jesus had said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Like to better understand what Jesus is saying here, you, you have to better understand why he said it in the first place. You know, the first 12 chapters of the book of John span about a time period of three years. But the chapters 13 and the next five chapters following that cover just one night. About eight hours are captured in six chapters of the book of John. I'm going to challenge you this week to to read those six chapters, chapters 13 and the five chapters following it, because you're going to find six promises for a believer during troubled times. I think it will do your heart good during this this time of crisis. You know, Jesus had just finished up dinner with his disciples. Uh, On the screen is a traditional painting of that moment. I think it was done by uh, Leonardo da Vinci. All 12 of the disciples are there with Jesus. I recently saw what that would look like if that were turned into a video chat. (laughs) It loses a lot of the intimacy, doesn't it? You know, at that meal, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. He unveiled that he was going to be betrayed by the disciple named Judas. He predicted that Peter would deny knowing who Jesus even was. And then he tells him, he tells him that tomorrow he's going to be killed. Okay, that's a huge blow to these guys that were thinking they were going to Jerusalem to Jesus so that he would be crowned the king of kings. Now they're in this place where their world is rocked, they're shell-shocked, because they're not going to Jerusalem to make Jesus king. They're going to Jerusalem to watch Jesus be crucified and killed. Okay, that's not exactly how they thought their tomorrow was going to go. Uh, Their expectations were shattered by what Jesus had told them. All right, is that you? Okay, you didn't think this is the way it was going to go when you first heard the news about pandemic and COVID-19 and shelter in place or shutdowns or quarantines or essential people. It's amazing, isn't it, how quickly things shift from good to bad, from positive to negative in life. We don't know what our tomorrow is going to be like. That's where the disciples were. The disciples were like way up here when they had this time with Jesus and this dinner with Jesus, but now they're finding themselves way down here. All right, time to be, time to be honest with yourself right now. In the middle of this moment, right now, of history, are you way up here? Or would you you put yourself down here or somewhere in in between? Just taking a quick assessment of where you're at. Because Jesus took notice of the room and the mood change in the room. It went from this jovial spirit to this real somber, depressing moment. And Jesus has this this look over his disciples. And here's what he, he says to them in John 14, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus says. Trust in God, trust also in me. And then he goes on to explain heaven. And he says, I'm going to die and I'm going to go to a place. And and that place is going to be a prepared place, a place where you're going to be with me also. And it's going to be you and me and the Father in heaven. And he has this moment where he is seeing death from a different lens, like the lens that God sees heaven and death through. Okay, Just so you're aware, God sees death a lot differently than you and I see death. We see it as the end of something. And God sees it as the beginning of something. So Jesus looks at his 
his disciples, and he looks at you, and he says, don't be troubled by this. You need, you need to trust in me. There's more to life than just this world. And see, that's where faith comes into place. Um, faith sees past what is seen and to what is unseen. Faith is trusting that something is true and then like committing your life to it. I think the better definition of faith for me is, is faith is not believing that God can. It's trusting that he, he will. Don't let your hearts be troubled, Jesus says. That word troubled in the Greek, which was the original language, that uh, the New Testament was written in, John in particular. That word troubled means stormy sea. Like Jesus is recognizing there's a storm in the hearts of his disciples right now. There, there might be a storm in your heart right now. And I think Jesus is saying to them, you, you can't control the storm, can you? Uh, maybe you've already realized now, but maybe, maybe you've realized it, but that nine inch from the, the head to the heart hasn't captured both head and heart yet. You, you can't control this storm. This is beyond your control right now in your life. But I, but I know who one, I know who is one who can control the storm. I, he's done it before. He looked at the storm and said, "Peace, be still." Do, do you trust? Do you trust in God and trust also in Jesus that He can calm your storm right now? Because He looks over it. He looks over at His disciples and says. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. And, and I love how Thomas, he, he looks to, to Jesus and he says, okay, you just talked about heaven and you talked about this place for us. And in verse five, Thomas, Thomas says, um, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how do we know the way? Kind of a strange um, question for Thomas because Jesus had just really said, if you know me, you know the way. And, and if you if you're, if you're belonging to me, you'll have a way. And so Jesus really brings this clarifying statement to Thomas and, and to, to me and to you. It's verse 6. It's the text of the day. It says that Jesus looked at Thomas and said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The way, the truth, and life. Jesus is really saying to Thomas, Thomas, let me lead you because right now you don't know the way. Like now more than ever, you need a shepherd, Thomas. You need a shepherd, disciples. You need a shepherd, Christians. Jesus assured them with six things, six promises. These are going to be found in chapter 14, and that's the challenge, to read chapters 13 and the next five chapters following in the book of John this week because you're going to discover that God gives us six promises Number one promise is you're going to go to heaven if you trust in God and trust in Jesus. And if you trust in God and trust in Jesus, Jesus declares us the second promise. You, you, you're going to know your heavenly father. You're going to be able to have a relationship with God himself. And third, you have the privilege of prayer that God is going to listen to the words that you speak to him. He's going to have his, his ear tuned to your voice. Fourth promise is you have a Holy Spirit. You, got, you have God's Holy Spirit in your life. God's Spirit is a counselor to us, and certainly right now, more than ever, we need a counselor in these uh, dark and undefined times. The fifth promise that you'll find is you are known and loved by God. Like God knows you, God loves you. And the sixth one, you can have the gift of God's peace. Boy, a peace that goes beyond all understanding right now in these troubled times is certainly something that I'm going to hold on and trust God for. You know, there are plenty of terrified and troubled hearts right now. You know, I have people in my life, people whom I love right now that, I, that I'm close to, who I thought they had it all together, that they're having freak out moments. 
Like I've watched people who I thought were so faithful turn fearful. It's, it's been a little disheartening to say the least. This is a moment I think that really shows what we've been trusting in. It's times of crisis that show the, the merit of a man. And so right now, many of you, and, and me included, are discovering the thing that we have put our trust in. And, and maybe it isn't as firm as we once thought. Maybe it's kind of flimsy. Uh, you might be coming to a realization that, that you've built your life on a foundation of sand and not on the bedrock of God's word and of his promises to us. Can I just give you a real quick way to evaluate the foundation that you've built your life upon? Like I, I went through this last week, and, and it was a, a quick glimpse uh, to see if the foundation that I built my life upon is, is trustworthy and steady during times of crisis. Like question number one, have you overly been fixated on fear? Has the anxiety of this moment in history kept you up at night? Like, do you wake up panicked of not knowing what to do? Do you feel vulnerable and open to danger right now? Like, are you, are you losing your mind? If you've answered yes to one of those or maybe all of those, like, don't get down on yourself, but, but learn and use this moment to establish your life on the sturdy, unswerving foundation of God. Use your time right now to connect with God. Use these moments to, to get close to God and to cry out to him. We're told in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound, sound mind. Our own fears and our own insecurities have left us to a place where we've become overly dependent on external forces. And maybe, maybe those forces have not been of God at all. Like maybe you've put your trust into yourself and you're realizing now you have a limitation. Maybe you've put your trust in a government and you're recognizing now government is completely limited. Maybe you've put your trust into healthcare and you're recognizing now that, that healthcare is limited. Anxieties, fears, insecurities, hey, they're not the same thing, but they come from the same place and they lead us to the same destination. That we become overly dependent on external forces and, and we're, we're better understanding now this more now than ever, that we have... We have limited strength in a crisis. And the disciples, they're in this place. They spent three years with Jesus. They found themselves in a place of panic now and of fear. And in a few hours, they're going to they're see Jesus be crucified. And all this insecurity, all this anxiety, all, all of this fear is swelling up within these men who just moments ago felt so secure and unstoppable. Now they feel completely inadequate to take on tomorrow. <laughs> Thomas is the only one who has the guts to vocalize that to Jesus. Look at verse 5 again. Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? You know what Thomas is ultimately saying? Jesus, without you, if you're not going to be here with us in our tomorrow, we're lost without you. You know, Jesus has these seven statements about himself in the book of John. That's what this series has been looking into, the detailed statements of the I am statements of Jesus. Remember, he says, I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the true vine. And here Jesus tells us, I am the way. Remember, Jesus uses the I am statements to remind us that he is, that he is God, that he is in control, 
that he is creator, that he is sustainer and healer? Let's just stop at the I am statement for a second. If God's name is I am, that means my name is I am not. Like let that, just let that sink in for a moment. I am, I am not. I am, I am not God. I am not in control of all things. I am not the Lord. I am not the creator. I am not the savior. I am, I am not the wonderful counselor. I am not the prince of peace. I am not the beginning and the end. Hey, just, just real quick, just like sometime throughout today, just grab a post-it note somewhere and just write out on that, I am not. Just like a, a steady reminder, post it there on your refrigerator in a place where you can prominently read it, maybe next to the TV. I am not. And anytime you have an anxious moment, a moment of insecurity, a moment of fear, you can remember, I am not. I'm not. He is. That, that's, that's the beginning of trust. I, I, I am not. I'm trusting that God, I'm trusting that God is. And if, and if he is in control, if, if he is sustainer, if he is healer, if he is all powerful, God, good and holy, if he is prince of peace, if he is, if he is, then, then I'm, then I'm not. You might be troubled. You might be troubled by all these things that you're hearing today. Like all these things that are out of your control. Every day seems like a new request, another demand, a special event in life canceled, and it's troubling your heart. It's like a storm is raging here that cannot be calmed. And like the disciples, God is reminding you. God is reminding me. He is, and I'm not. And Jesus says, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. Hey, let's catch this. Let's catch this. The antidote to a troubled heart is trust in Jesus. The antidote to a troubled heart is trust in Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way. You ever been on a journey and you like have thought you had instinctively known the way, so you don't need maps, you, you don't have like Siri telling you which way to go or a GPS system, and, and then all of a sudden there's a detour? Like it's taking you like, uh, you know, out of the, out of the way, and, and you, you now are going, I, I don't know these back roads. I don't know this way anymore. Now you're totally dependent upon the signs that are in front of you, like hang a left here, hang a right here. And, and Siri's not giving you any great instructions either. That's just, it's just a different path than you've ever gone before. Like you knew how to get there, but now that maybe the bridge is out or that there has been construction, there's a new path and you're totally unsure of that new path. Jesus says, I, I know the way. I know the way. Do, do you trust that Jesus knows the way today? That he has a course for your life? Actually, let's put it like this. Do you trust that Jesus is a good shepherd? That he is worthy to be followed? Jesus says, I'm, I'm the way. Thomas, you just told me you don't know where to go. You don't know what's next for your life. Trust me, I am the way. I know what's next. Jesus is really declaring, I'm the way to God. I'm the way to peace. I'm the way to joy. Even in the presence of difficult moments, I'm the way. Guys, are you, tr are you trusting Jesus like that? That he's able to make a way when you don't seem to be able to see a way? He's making a way so that you can get close to God, so that you can experience his peace, so that you can understand his assurance better. 
and hold on to his power and his security. Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. I am the way. And then he says, I am the truth. Is Jesus the truth that you're hanging on today? Like, do you, do you trust that, that even though everyone says the sky is falling, that God is holding it all together and nothing is going to fall unless he gives it the okay? Do you believe that Jesus is the truth? That all of the promises of God are real? Do you, you, you recognize, right, there's 7,000 promises of God found in the scriptures. 7,000 plus promises of God. Like promises like, I will protect you, God says. I will save you. I will prosper you. I will not harm you. I will listen to your prayers. I will be a strength even though you are weak. I love you unconditionally and I love this promise. I will provide for you today and for your tomorrow. Hey, are you standing on the promises of God? Those truths? Because everything, anything else outside of that will let you down. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And then he says, I am the life. Uh, Jesus is saying, follow my lead, follow my way, hold on to my truth, have faith in me. And the conclusion is you'll have life. You know, there's more to this world than just surviving. There is more to this world than just surviving it. Jesus had expressed that if you really want to find life, you've got to lose your life. And he calls us to leave this self-serving life and start looking beyond ourselves and start serving and loving others that are around us. You know what you'll discover? When you start serving others, you'll discover that you'll lose focus of yourself. And it's completely liberating to think, hey, how can I help others right now? Like, rather than helping myself. And maybe you found some really creative ways to help others in your neighborhood and, and, and just still go along with the you know, requests of our government and keeping your distance, but you found some great ways to minister to your neighbors or to your families. Would you put them down in the comment section? Because people like me that aren't very creative and, and others, they're gonna need your creative spark to help us minister in these times right now. And we just need to start thinking, how can I serve rather than, rather than survive? If these are troubling times for you, Friend, the antidote is to trust Jesus. Jesus is the antidote to a troubled heart. You know, a few years ago, uh, my family had the opportunity to like visit a number of national parks. So we went on this like 30-day excursion, loaded up in a, a Ford Expedition, and just took our boys across country to a number of national parks. And one of our favorite was in the Badlands uh, of South Dakota called the Badlands National Park. And after we had checked out of a hotel in Sioux Falls, we drove west across Interstate 90. Some of you might've made that journey before, desolate stretch of land, but yet beautiful. It's about 300 miles between uh, Sioux Falls and, and uh, the Badlands National Park. It's a stretch of road that is just, like I said, desolate. And, and about every five miles though, there are these elaborate road signs for a place called Wall Drugstore in Wall, South Dakota. And they would promise on these billboards that they had the best cup of hot coffee. They would promise that uh, they had the crunchiest, best tasting fried chicken. The next billboard would say, we have the best cup of free ice water. So you like, would see like 60 of these 
60 of these signs in like four hours time promising you something. And so you just had to stop. Like there was nothing along the journey anyway for you to stop at. So you had to wait. But as you waited, you anticipated that all these promises on that billboard were going to be absolutely amazing. And so uh, we... We stopped. I mean, we did what every tourist does, and we went to Wall Drugs, and we wanted to see if what they promised was truly going to live up to the hype. And when we arrived, we knew it'd be filled with tourists like us, and we fought through the masses, and we got to the cafeteria. We ordered the, the coffee that was supposed to be out of this world and the fried chicken that was supposed to be just mm, delicious. And we got our free water, and we sat down, we gave thanks, and we took a bite. <laughs> Look. Okay, when I'm hungry, uh, my, my, uh, my standards aren't really all that high, okay? If, if you're, if you're going to go, um, I would recommend the thing to order is the free water. And even that had a bit of a wang to it. Like, guys, there was nothing about that place that lived up to the promises that led us there. And Jesus invites you to follow him. He knows the way because he is the way. His promises never fail. He won't let you down. And he says to you right now, do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. The antidote to a troubled heart. Maybe you're here today and you're hearing the message of the good news for the first time, and you want to receive this way, this truth, this life. Friends, I'm asking you today to believe in Jesus, to confess that, that you've sinned and you've broken some spiritual laws against God. You tell God that, and I'm asking you to repent today, to stop, stop going down a path that's crooked, that's rotten, that is, that is not honorable of the things of God, and turn towards God and live for him the best you can and be baptized into Christ. Put yourself to death and rise in the nature of Jesus Christ filled with his Holy Spirit and then go on to live to honor God all the days of your life. Do not let your hearts be troubled, friends. Trust in God. Trust also in Jesus.